It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is up, Steeler fans? I'm your Behind the Steel Curtain host, Daniel J. Welcome back to State of the Steelers. We uh, talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, answer some big questions. And today's topic or today's show is, you know, didn't end where we wanted it to end, but it ended on a positive note. So, Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Cleveland Browns 28-14 in a playoff atmosphere type game, in my opinion. Now, I was actually in stadium for this game, y'all. I was there. I was uh, in section 122, freezing my southern Texas rear end in the 30-degree uh, weather. Now, my behind-the-steel-curtain counterparts who live in the area uh, brought it up during the uh, Big Brosco show as I was in the live chat on that on that, on that that uh, list last episode. That it was a very nice day for that um, for Big Bro, who was also in attendance for the game, and that <laughs> it wasn't as cold as it could have been. And, and for sure, I mean, you look back at the Raiders game and how cold that game was. It was in the negative degree with the windshield. But my gosh, it's seventy something out here in Texas right now, and so going into thirty, and and, and it wasn't so much the temperature; it was it was the wind when it would hit. It wasn't relatively windy that day, but when it did, when the wind did blow, 
I got cold. I got cold. But I will say this about the city of Pittsburgh. It's a beautiful city. Uh, love the atmosphere. Love the place. Me and my father went to the game, and um, we had a great weekend. You know, we got some Permani brothers, some Peppies, Fioris. We were there for four days. That wasn't all in one day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we enjoyed the Pittsburgh cuisine, the city, and, and – Overall, just the atmosphere and, and everybody that we came in contact with, it was it was a great time. And then during the game, hope was through the air as the Pittsburgh Steelers were fighting for a possible playoff spot. The, the scoreboard would periodically show the scores of the other games. And as everybody probably remembers, uh, the Steelers were needing some help to get into the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills. Looked like they were handling the uh, the Patriots as needed. However, the Jets and the Dolphins game seemed to be very close throughout the game. As every time the scoreboard would, you know, come across that game and and show the the score, it was always either tied or or one team down by three. And so it was a playoff atmosphere game. And for the players on the field. This is a game as close as they were going to get not getting into the playoffs to a playoff game that you could have. And it came out with with the end result being a victory. And so although they've not played in a playoff game, if next year they continue this trajectory and they continue in the uh, with the momentum and and the upward uh, track that they're on. Even though, and if they make the playoffs, even though they haven't technically played in a playoff game, in my opinion, I think they've had playoff-like experience and victorious experience. They handled the situation great. Now, was it was it a mistake-free? Heavens no. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers on the first drive drove all the way down and presumably got into the end zone on a Najee Harris run. However... Mike Tomlin didn't challenge the uh, the the attempt or the uh, the failed um, call on the field that Najee was short, and apparently, um, when you look at the replay, it appears so that Najee did score a touchdown in that situation. However, you're at the one foot line; you would anticipate you'd have a couple of shots to get into the end zone. You would be able to, and on third down, Najee Harris fumbled the football, and un. You know, it was not something that is, you know, common for Najee Harris. He's relatively um, usually safe with the ball. He uh, is not known to be a fumbler. And so it was it was shocking. It was surprising in the moment. And, in the, you know, and, and where it happened on the field was highly unfortunate. You know, there were some demons that came back into this game that the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to exercise. You know, they they failed to get into the end zone or even put up points in that in that situation, however. And in the second, you know, and, and following that, they, you know, in the first half, it wasn't the prettiest sight. And yet the Pittsburgh Steelers were able to overcome those things, overcome a um, an, uh, an early deficit to come back and beat the Cleveland Browns 28-14. And... In my opinion, you know, in, in, in great fashion. Um, 
you know, let's look at some of the, the stats here. Kenny Pickett was 13 to 29. Now, that's not the best, you know, throwing percentage there. However, you know, <laughs> a lot of that was aided by some drops, especially from Deontay Johnson again. But, you know, Deontay Johnson had one drop that I'm, I'm sure everybody's glad that it was a drop and not a fumble. I, I digress. But, you know, Kenny Pickett could have had a better game, could have had better numbers had it not been for some of the unsure hands of the uh, the pass catchers that he was throwing the ball to. Uh, he had 195 yards, 6.7 average, one touchdown. He was only sacked once for six yards. QBR of 66.7 and a rating of 79. The running game did did its thing again as they as a whole. The Pittsburgh Steelers rushed for 144 yards. It really seems like this is becoming the identity of the Pittsburgh Steelers is moving the ball effectively on the ground. Um, it is keeping them in games. It is controlling the time uh, of possession. It is controlling the the flow of the game. And importantly, it's it's allowing the defense to have moderate amount of rest. You know, early on in the season, the defense was fatigued and tired and injured, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers couldn't convert on third downs, couldn't maintain a drive. And you had games like the very first one of the season where the defense took 100 snaps. And so as the you know the season progressed and these, the Steelers exit this season, that was the 2022 season, we saw a complete change in that. We saw a running game that took over and a passing game that was playing complementary football. Najee Harris had 23 carries for 80 yards. It wasn't gaudy, but he had a touchdown, a long of 11. Jalen Warren was 6 for 36, 6 yard average, 22 long. Steven Sims had a carry for 16 yards. Connor Hayward again ran the ball and effectively gaining 6 yards. Connor Wachowski, he had two carries for 4 yards. Derek Watt converted again and well, got his first, you know, his first touchdown to my recollection as a Pittsburgh Steeler. One carry, one yard for a TD. Kenny Pickett ran three times for only one yard, which that tells me that he's now developing as a quarterback. As he runs and moves around in, in the pocket, it's not so much for trying to um, gain yards with his legs as much as he's trying to extend plays and find something down the field. And I absolutely love that about his game. I really do. I think he's progressed and developed. And in this trajectory that they're going in, I, I think this is a, a a positive thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so the Steelers put up 28 points, over 20 points, and yet um, there are still some that are, you know, not too thrilled with this offense. And I just don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I understand that they're not putting up 30-some points a game and and – that they're not, um, you know, one of the top-tier offenses in the league. But if your expectation was that a rookie quarterback with a uh, wide receiver, one arguably George Pickens as also a rookie, second-year running back, second-year tight end, interior offensive linemen that are new to the team, and, and Mason Cole and James Daniels, and that this they were going to have they were going to be one of the juggernauts of the off- uh, offensive juggernauts in the NFL. I think your expectation was a little high. You know, this team needed to grow and develop. 
And I understand in the, you know, in some of these recent games, they also only they put less than 20 points. I mean, you look at the Raiders game, they only put up 13. Um, not too much more than um against the um the Ravens. But who was expecting that either one of those games were going to be offensive onslaughts? I mean, you look at the Raiders game was in negative degree weather with the windshield. I don't think many teams were going to go into that game and be able to put up 30 something points. You look at the Ravens game. That's a that's a rivalry game. That's a divisional game. That's a game that is usually hard nosed and played and won by three points. I'm not surprised by either one of those outcomes or or the fact that the offense wasn't able to put up so much points. You look at what they were able to do against the Cleveland Browns. They're executed better. They were, in my opinion, um, uh, they limited some of the uh, the penalties and the uh, um, self inflicting wounds. Not all of them. You had Dotson down the field again <laughs> by quite a bit um, in a certain situation, and you know you still have some of those mistakes as from from a young team, but. Um, and as a whole, I thought they did better. And I thought I think that the trajectory is going up. Now, there's been a um, Matt Canada fire watch or whatever you want to call it. Fire Matt Canada watch going on right now where I want to say at least more than half of the fan base is, you know, keeping an eye on to see when the breaking news is going to develop or put, be put out there that the Pittsburgh Steelers have released Matt Canada. I, for one, don't think it's going to happen. I think that he's received uh, words of encouragement from from the uh, head coach during his, um, you know, end of the year press conference, where Mike Tomlin stated that he felt that Matt Canada, you know, got better as the season progressed, as the entire team got better as the season progressed. And I think that was a reasonable expectation expectation to have for this team was that this team was going to have some some speed bumps and some growing pains, especially early on with how new a lot of the players were and how young the majority of the players were, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that the, the coaching staff and the organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers also understood that. And they executed the patience that was required and is required to have a successful organization to see the trajectory that the Pittsburgh Steelers offense was moving in. I mean, you look at what they were able to do since the bye week, going seven and two, and if not for some Mitch Trubisky interceptions, could have gone eight and one and a playoff spot. And if you're going into that and thinking that, all of that, you know, Kenny Pickett's development, Kenny, you know, the offense being able to rush for the amount of yards that they're rushing for on a, on a weekly basis. Um, if you think all of that is in spite of Matt Canada, I think, I think you just have your mindset on that. He's, he's at fault for everything that goes wrong with the offense. Now, I'm not saying he's a great offensive coordinator, and if the Pittsburgh Steelers were to fire him, which I don't think they are, but if they do, but you know, so be it. Perhaps they'll bring in somebody. I think this team is growing. I think this team can handle whatever type of offensive coordinator that comes in and be successful. 
And so I don't, for one, see it happening. I think Matt Canada and the offense in, whole, in, in total did, good, did some good things down the stretch. As Mike Tomlin stated, this was a team on the rise. Now, I can tell you that I, I, I can't guarantee, but I would think that the Buffalo Bills are probably happier that they're playing the Miami Dolphins right now than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because Miami Dolphins, they won their game, but they're coming off of a losing streak. And the Steelers are moving in the opposite trajectory. And that, for one, I think, as a fan base, we should be excited about. You know, they can continue to build off of this momentum going into next season where the schedule or the strength of schedule is not going to be as tough. Key players are going to be healthy. Fortunately, Pat Fryer moved. Um, his injury wasn't a a one that required surgery that would require an extensive rehab. And that it was one that he would be able to um, rehab without surgery and um, uh, not such a lengthy time to return to being able to practice and run and things of that nature. And so this team is going to go into next season healthier. They got some money. They're going to be able to use those things. They're going to be able to sign some free agents. They got, they have some draft picks too. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers understood that the 2022 season was a, uh, was a rebuilding with hopes that they could still make some noise, but understanding that there was going to be some growing pains and position themselves to really, really become a contender in 2023 with the amount of money that they were able to pull in into next season or into this upcoming season and the draft picks that they have positioned themselves to acquire. I'm really, really excited about where this team is going. And I think everybody should and stop looking at the negatives. I mean, I understand we didn't make the Steelers didn't make the playoffs and us as a fan base are upset about that. We wanted a chance. I wanted a chance. But there is a positive light at what and how the 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers season ended. And and perhaps it it could have been, you know, a blessing in disguise, so to speak. You know, you look at this game as playoff atmosphere and playoff like playoff implications possibility to extend your season and you're victorious. Let's just say the Pittsburgh Steelers make it into, into Buffalo and they get the brake speed off of them. You know, that's not the same momentum. That's not the same hype. That's not the same confidence going into the 2023 season. If you're going in on getting your tail whooped versus if you're going in off of a win and that felt like a playoff game. Maybe it's looking at the glass half full. (laughs) Um, But I do think that there's something there for that and something to be said about going into next season. Confident, on the rise, and moving in the right direction. When we get back, don't go anywhere because we're going to take some words from our sponsors. When we get back, we're going to be talking about, you know, what are some moves the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make this offseason, what to expect, and um, what to hope for. 
Don't go anywhere. See you on the other side. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, you made it to the other side. Welcome back to Stay the Steelers. I'm your behind the steel curtain host, Daniel J. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I also want to say I encourage you guys to check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop, your non-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers news and coverage. And also check out all the other audio podcasts um, that are out there. Um, everywhere you find uh, your Steelers news and podcasts, just search Behind the Steel Curtain. You have Jeff Hartman's uh, Let's Ride that airs three times a week. You have Bad Language. You have the Stat Geek. You have the Big Bro Scope Show. That, that's on YouTube as well, also on audio only. So don't forget any of the YouTube lineup that is out and, out and about that's out there. Just search up Behind the Steel Curtain. You won't be disappointed. So the Pittsburgh Steelers end on a positive note. Um, we just spoke about the offense and, um, you know, their trajectory going up. I think the trajectory on the defense um, was kind of the same. I mean, you're looking at it was a bend but don't break type of defense majority of the year where there was a few teams that were able to score over 20 points but or 25 points, but majority of the time the Steelers were able to put a cap on that. There were some drives that caused some concern. You know, there was a few games there where the Pittsburgh Steelers went out defensively and allowed the opposition to drive down the field, put up points right away, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, wow, this is going to be a game, a long one. And, you know, the, the Vegas Raider game, the Miami Dolphins game, those were both games that uh, worried you right off the bat, but then the Steelers were able to turn it around and put a lid on it. You know, the Steelers are moving in that right direct trajectory. But in my opinion, it's the defense that has the most holes. They're the ones that need the most, um, um, how can I say this? They need the most help, so to speak. You have the middle linebacker position who is being occupied by um, Robert Spillane, who's taken majority of the snaps, who's a free agent this offseason. Miles Jack, who had a lot of lingering issues when healthy. Uh, he, he did pop off the screen um, 
but for the most part, he played average. Uh, and then you had Devin Bush, who is, you know, Devin Bush. He's he's a guy that the Steelers didn't extend or sign for their fifth year option. Um, he didn't explode or pop off the screen. He didn't turn anything around. In fact, he was status quo as to what he was last season concerning and rather not have him out there. And so I think he's going to be gone. Now, another hole in the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to be up front. You know, you have Cam Cam Hayward, who's has a who's going to be taking a big or he's has a, he's contracted to make quite a bit of money this upcoming year, turning 34. You know, he even came out and said that he's not sure you know, if the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to want him back. Now, Mike Tomlin, when asked about his comments, stated that, you know, that's Cam being Cam. That Cam is the kind of guy that appreciates every aspect of the NFL and understands that there's a business behind it. But he's also the type of guy that will put a piece of tape on his helmet in training camp and put his name on that on that helmet so that the staff and the players know who he is, knowing very well that there isn't a person that's on that field, whether they're um, a player or personnel that do not know who Cam Hayward is. And so I think he's back. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to massage that contract, uh, maybe do another extension, throw some of that money down the field, down the line somewhere else, and make that cap hit not so big. And perhaps bring in you know, middle linebacker, nose tackle, whether it's in the draft or it's in free agency. The Pittsburgh Steelers have put themselves in a in a pretty good position in both aspects. Right now, I think they're carrying over $17 million under the cap. You know, if they can massage Cam Hayward's um, salary, there, there's quite a bit there that can be um, put back in there. You have some players that are disgruntled. Well, you have one player that's um, disgruntled-ish. He's not really come out and said anything other than the fact that he wished he would have waited a little bit longer and been more patient with his decision to sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And one, Mitch Trubisky, who, if he were to get cut, would save $8 million uh, on a cap. Now, Mitch Trubisky is a number two overall draft pick as a quarterback. He, he had some moments where he threw the ball okay. Perhaps maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers can get a fourth, fifth, maybe six-round pick and somebody to even take up and pick up those $2 million that are dead money, cap, uh, dead money towards the cap and potentially get the, the full $10 million. That is owed to him, covered by a future team, and that money could go somewhere else. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, going back to the offense briefly, are going to need a quarterback. You know, Kenny Pickett is going to be probably the only quarterback going into next season. Um, I think Mason Rudolph is going to test um, his market out there in free agency. Mr. Trubisky's not going to, uh, it doesn't sound like he wants to be here. He wants an opportunity to start somewhere. So the Steelers are going to need to pick up the backup. I, for one, wouldn't be uh, opposed to seeing one Joshua Dobbs back in the black and gold, backing up. Kenny Pickett, because Josh Dobbs is a smart guy and he's got some legs. He's got some tangibles that and some um, abilities that are similar to 
what Kenny Pickett has as far as his ability to move and run and and throw on the run. It may not be as accurate or as precise or um, fluid as how Kenny Pickett plays, but that's why he would be a backup and not your starter. Now, you know, I, for one, is going back to the defense. That middle linebacker position, I know I'm speaking way too early because the Buffalo Bills still have – you know, own their rights and could franchise tag him and whatnot. But I, for, for one, would like the Pittsburgh Steelers to go out there and get Tremaine Edmonds and resign Terrell Edmonds. Keep not not just because it's a brother thing and that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers do, but because I think that those two players would be fantastic on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Terrell Edmonds has shown up. He did a great, fantastic job this year. He showed um, what the Steelers would be missing without him when he went down with a concussion for a couple of games there. Trey Norwood was not that guy. He's liable. He's a liability when it comes to the deep pass. Uh, his speed is not there, and he's not the tackler that that Edmonds is. And so, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers need to re-sign Edmonds. I would hope they would re-sign KZ. Uh, you know, I want to see more of this three safety set that the Pittsburgh Steelers were wanting to utilize. Um, had Casey not gotten injured early on or late in preseason. Now you're looking at a guy like Miles Jack, who's due to make about, you know, due to make some money this upcoming year. However, if the Pittsburgh Steelers cut him, they'll save $8 million. I am not opposed to either or. It just kind of depends on what the Pittsburgh Steelers do with that position. You know, I haven't looked into the draft yet to determine if there's going to be a guy that Pittsburgh Steelers would want to pick up at the middle linebacker position at 17 or at 32. Um, You know, I don't think for one that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to go into next season with just Mark Robinson and, and, you know, a new new middle linebacker, whether it's in the uh, free agent or, or draft. They're going to have to pick up some, you know, pick up more players. I think they re-signed Robert Spillane. Uh, I think he's a um, formidable per, uh, player, and he can he can do a role. I'm not going to say he's a stud or a star there, but you know he he plays well. He's a free agent. I I I don't think he's going to grasp that kind of contract or attention and free agency that, uh, that, you know, would be outside of what the Pittsburgh Steelers could or would, or be willing to pay him to, to sign a couple year contract. <clears throat> Another big hole in my opinion though, is going to be the cornerback position. Now, right now they have, um, Levi Wallace and Cam Sutton and Cam Sutton is also going to be a free agent. I would hope that the Pittsburgh Steelers are able to extend him. They had just acquired Akilah Weatherspoon and Levi Wallace uh, this past year. Uh, Levi Wallace showed up to be a guy that, you know, could be formidable. He showed why what he was able to do in Buffalo towards the second, you know, second half of the season once he uh, got a little bit more comfortable and and perhaps also once TJ Watt came back and the pressure and on the opposing quarterbacks was higher. And so 
Akilo Weatherspoon, on the other hand, he, he got burned quite a bit as well. He unfortunately dealt with a uh, hamstring injury that sidelined him from Georgia of the year. So he wasn't able to come back and prove himself to be, um, you know, the cornerback that the Pittsburgh Steelers saw last season in 2021 that uh, acquired um, the most interceptions by a defensive back in a short period of time. And so I think the Pittsburgh Steelers could very well let go of Akilah Weatherspoon and save about $4 million there. The other person that I strongly suspect that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be letting go is William Jackson, the uh, player that the Pittsburgh Steelers traded for, I believe it was like a seventh or a conditional six-round pick um, with the Washington Commanders. Well, he's due $12.75 million that the Steelers will save if they let him go by June 1. So I think he's more than likely going to be out of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization so quickly. That one wasn't a great move. The Steelers should have probably stayed away from that situation. He was dealing with a back. He hadn't practiced. He'd been injured all year. You know, but the Steelers thought, you know, saw a need with the defense, saw a need for a cornerback of his capabilities and one that potentially could maybe perhaps utilize his services late in the season if the Pittsburgh Steelers would have made the postseason. And so there are these players here that that the Steelers can can cut or trade away or whatever and, and still put even more money uh, back into their pockets to be able to go out there and acquire some key key players and for for pivotal positions that have a lot of holes. Now you're looking at uh, you know that's just on free agency. The Pittsburgh Steelers are are. Um, I believe have what was it three three uh, top picks in the top fifty somewhere around there, and so um, that trade for Chase Claypool getting the thirty second overall pick in the uh, in the draft this upcoming year, um, drafting seventeen, you know, in the respectively for their first round pick, uh, that is in my opinion going to put the Pittsburgh Steelers in a position to acquire some players that they um, could utilize early and often throughout this upcoming season. You know, so whether it's an offensive tackle, offensive guard, or defensive tackle, middle linebacker, cornerback, those are all positions the Pittsburgh Steelers um, need to fill. Now, this team isn't a team that you tries to fill needs with the draft. They want to fill them in free agency ahead of the draft. That way they're drafting for, you know, best player available versus need. That way they don't come into a situation where they're drafting and already burns. Not to throw shade at the guy, but, you know, he was a guy that the Steelers were, you know, reaching for because the guy that they wanted and William Jackson, who we previously spoke about, was taken ahead of the Steelers by the Cincinnati Bengals. And so the Steelers don't want to put themselves in a position like that again where, you know, they're drafting out of need and maybe reaching for somebody based on not taking care of business in the uh, free agency. But it's going to be a long offseason, and um, I'm not going anywhere, y'all. 
I know we aren't going anywhere from behind the steel curtain. So make sure you keep tuning in every single day and checking us out. You know, this defense ended on a high note, just like the offense did as well, holding the Cleveland Browns to 14 points, having intercepted him twice and sacked him seven times and could have been a lot more, could have been a lot more. You know, so there might be some changes when it comes to the personnel of the coaching staff. Brian Flores has already, you know, has had the attention of other organizations, including the Cleveland Browns, for their defensive coordinator position. I would not be surprised if he's not here next season. However, I hope that that he is. I think he uh, th- this defense really turned a corner with him once once they grew and developed into it and became healthy. Like I said, I think this team as a whole is on the rise and is going to be a contender very soon. Nine and eight on a rebuild year is a successful rebuild year. (laughs) A lot of teams rebuilding don't even sniff the possibility of a playoff berth. Don't even sniff the possibility of having a a positive or over 500 uh, win percentage record. Pittsburgh Steelers were able to do both. They became competitive. Most importantly, they became respectable. And now they're becoming a contender. Everything's looking in the right direction, y'all. And and I'm, for one, I'm ecstatic. But stay tuned and and keep listening uh, to Behind the Steel Curtain for all your Pittsburgh Steelers news and coverage. Till next week, y'all. I'm Daniel J., your host. Y'all have a good week. See y'all then. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.